Welcome to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. I'm Laura Katina. And I'm Amy Mara. And we created this podcast out of our own struggles with the hope that we can help other women who are navigating one of the many different seasons we've been through. Whether you're running a business or dealing with the juggling act of your motherhood and your career, we are here to give you real tips and strategies to navigate it all. So let's dive into today's episode. So this week, Laura and I want to discuss the non-salesy version of promoting yourself. <laughs> oh, I love that. Isn't it nice? <laughs> Here's the thing. And of course, because everything that we ever talk about on here is relevant to something that has happened in our week and in our life, you know, that's contemporaneous. But the reason that I think that this topic is so important, especially for business owners, is because I think that promoting yourself and learning how to connect with other people for the benefit of your business is definitely a skill. Like it's a muscle that has to be trained over time. There are some people that are naturally charismatic and they just know what to say. And they just really have so much confidence in like putting themselves out there. But for those individuals that have never had to do that before, and now are running a business or, or leading a team and they need to go out and promote themselves and the business and whatever product or service they provide, it can feel a little awkward and a little clunky at first, I think. So especially for us as attorneys, I love it. Whenever anybody asks me like, what do you do? And I'm like, okay, how can I say this in like the least amount of words, but with the enough clarity. So they're like, oh, okay. I get it because I don't know. You'll probably agree with me. It, It could be a little intimidating to be like, I'm a litigator and I'm in and out of court and people don't realize like, well, I guess I don't ever need that. Right. Like they just can't make that connection. Yeah. And this came to light for me uh, this past weekend when I was away with a bunch of my friends from college and we haven't seen each other in a really long time. And um, I got a lot of questions about what do you do and what kind of law do you practice? Mm. And even after 21 years of practicing, it's almost, it's like hard for me to summarize what I do in a couple sentences. Yeah. So I really had to work on that this weekend. And it reminded me how important it is to, you know, be able to promote yourself and succinctly tell people what it is that you do. Cause I could go off in many different directions about what we do. So Mm -hmm. I've narrowed it down to three practice areas. (laughs) I really had to work on it because I got, I got so many questions about it and it's not just this weekend. I mean, anybody we come into contact with, yeah, it's like normal course of conversation. So what do you do? Oh, you're a lawyer. What kind of law do you practice? Oh, you run your own firm. You know, what kind, it's just, you need to be able to talk about it succinctly. Um, And it can be really uncomfortable when you're not used to being in that position. Like we were not in that position for a really long time. Yeah. So it was not until I was at, you know, practicing for 17 years that I had to promote my own business mm-hmm. and I hated it. I hated every second of it. When I first went out of my own, I was, oh my God, this is so awkward. I don't like talking, you know, I don't like talking about myself. I like to yeah. kind of be in the background, do the work. Yep. But when you have your own business, uh, if you want to grow it and actually make money, you need to promote it. Yes. <laughs> so I had no choice. No. And, and it's so funny. Like Laura and I are very similar. I think that we both have a lot of introverted attributes to us because we are just like workhorses. Like when we want to just get in the groove and get in the flow of doing our work, like that's all we want to do. Like somebody else go out there and talk to other people. Like we're good. And so my husband this week alone, he was actually 
out, he ran into somebody that I know and that he's known for a really long time. And he was asking how I was doing. And then he goes, your wife's an attorney, right? And then he started talking. I said, okay. And I asked my husband, I said, so what did you tell him I do? Because I just wanted to see what his yeah. answer was. And he was like, well, I gave him the abridged version. I was like, she does like litigation and real estate. And, <laughs> you know, she's like a little bit of everything. I'm like, well, you can't say that because I'm not <laughs> defending like murderers. So like <laughs> there is a line that I have to draw. But he's so good about like going out there and, and saying like, oh, yeah, I'll send your, I'll send Amy's info to you. Or, oh, I'll tell Amy that you should expect a call. And it's so funny. He promotes like he's like my best hype man on, you know, that kind of thing. And it's so natural to him too. And it's, so, and we had this conversation this morning about yeah. how Mike, my husband is the same way. Like he, for our baseball teams will fundraise and he is like out there. Mm -hmm. We'll talk to anybody. When I left my, the, our old firm, he was on the phone calling everybody he knew my wife's starting her own practice. You know, do you have contacts you can put? And I was like mm -hmm. in a ball <laughs> hiding like, I hate this. I don't want to talk to anybody. Um, the Facebook post, the Facebook post. I mean, he's so, he is so good. I said, if I ever ran for judge or something like that, he'd be my campaign manager. Like totally. he is that person, <laughs> but I'm not. And yeah. so I understand when people say it's so awkward to have to go out there and mm -hmm. promote yourself and your business and what you do. Because if it doesn't come naturally to you, if you're more introverted, like I am and like Amy is, it can be really uncomfortable, right? Yeah. But I think that the bottom line too, is that we've also learned that yes, while we can be very introverted, we also do know how to be authentic to ourselves because that's, I think the biggest takeaway from how to promote yourself mm -hmm. is being authentically you. So, so often you, you will see other people. And I, I feel like I could spot it now because we were around it for so long. Those people that literally put on a show for whatever's yes. in front of them, like, Oh, we can do that. We could do this. It's this, this great. Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, you have no idea how to get from a to B with this situation. Like why even go down that rabbit hole? If it's not going to be authentic to who you are or your business, like it's, I don't know. It, it's a very much driven by a scarcity mentality where you feel like you have to grab onto every single thing that comes in. Yeah. And whereas when, you know, Laura and I have certain strengths and weaknesses, even amongst ourselves in our practice, and we know if something comes in, we're like, oh, nope, that's something that Laura's handling. Like that's not something for me. And we divide and conquer that way because we know what it is that we are authentically doing for our practice. Like we know what our authentic niche is. And then we just leverage that in our, you know, interactions with other people. Um, you know, there's certain cases that I'm working on right now that I know that Laura probably would not even dip a toe in because it's just not an area of practice that she likes to do, but that's likewise, like, and when we talk to attorneys, we're very, um, cognizant of that. And we will promote it saying, you know what, that's not something that I handle, but Laura's really great at that. Or she has so many more years of experience in doing X, Y, or Z. And we kind of like work off of that with each yeah, other. Yeah, definitely. Like there are certain cases where if I get a call, like on a property dispute, I'm like, nope, that's Amy's <laughs> area. She's really good at it. She enjoys it. I hate it. And I want no part yeah, of it. Bye. So, uh, call Amy, but no, we're really, I think that's just like part of the broader idea of being authentic to yourself mm -hmm. and being able to promote yourself is really a lot of trial and error. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when we I first went out on my own, I, I mean, I had no idea what I was saying. I, I just, 
it was so much more general, the terms that I would speak in, but mm-hmm. now that we've been at, you know, doing this for our, I've been doing this for three and a half years now, you know, I've gotten a lot better at being able to just talk yeah. about what we do and to, and not feeling, you know, gross about like salesy about promoting myself and our firm. Right. And it really came to light this weekend because, you know, there's always somebody out there that's going to need your help. And if you don't promote yourself, tell people what you do, yeah, those people are never going to find you. Yeah. And, you know, just a couple examples from this past weekend, you know, I was with a bunch of my sorority sisters and it was so much fun, but in the course of natural conversation, of course, you know, we're all a lot older now, everybody's working. So the course of natural conversation is how's work, what's going on, what are you doing? And a couple of the women said, oh, wow, you review employment agreements. Can you help me with something? I really need advice. Um, one of my sorority sisters is a real estate agent in New Jersey. And she said, oh, wow, you do real estate? You know, maybe we can work together. So Amy does a lot of closings in New Jersey. So I, you know, linked her up with Amy. Mm-hmm. But if I had not been talking about and been comfortable talking about what we do, what I do and what we do as a firm... I wouldn't have been able to help them. Yeah. And also when you're having those conversations, you're going to like feel when it becomes a little too salesy. Yeah. I I think that there's like a threshold that you cross over, at least with experience. At first you might be like, Oh, this could be a business opportunity. And you like, start like, you know, working it up that way. You'll realize that that is almost like trying to catch flies with vinegar. Like you just got to pump the brakes and just let it happen the way that it's supposed to happen. Because those opportunities that are meant to come to you are really going to come to you. Like trust and believe that. We had another um, instance this week where I had met a contact last week at a real estate panel that I was speaking on. And I was talking to him. I was really interested in the product that he was providing. He works for a lender. And I said, you know, I would love to have a meeting with you at my office and let's follow up and I'll, I'll rope in Laura and our other um, real estate attorney. And he's like, yeah, great. And I put his name in on the calendar and I was like, Laura, we have a meeting with so-and-so at this date and time. And she goes, are you kidding me? I know him. He knows Mike. They're good friends. Like our kids go to school together. And it just so happened that by like the natural course of this county being so small and this, like everything, this world is so small, um, running into somebody that was a familiar face. And it was so cool to be able to also then leverage the fact that we have personal relationships with these people yeah. and you just never know where that's going to come about. So there, I think that there's definitely a fine line between trying too hard and kind of just letting things go and seeing if they come back around too. Yeah. When I think of trying too hard, I think of when we were in network marketing. Oh gosh. (laughs) And maybe this is why we had like a perfect foil to work against, to be like, oh, that's what we don't want to have to do. And it's so, cause you could be so passionate about something and so excited about your business. Yeah. And that can sometimes be when you take it overboard. Right. And talk about it too much and push it too much on people because you're just so excited about what you have to offer, Mm -hmm. which is great, but you learn as you, um, get a little bit more experience. And as you're out, you know, on your own a little bit more, how to, um, narrow that and not make it so, um, overbearing. Well, here for a hypothetical, right? Like if you are living in the modern 21st century, you likely have lights in your house, right? You have electric and you have power running to your home. 
So if an electrician walks up to you, they obviously could be like, hey, I'm an electrician. I can work on your home. What do you need help with? And if that person is like not ready to receive what you have to offer, they're just going to be like, okay, yeah, thanks. Okay, great. I'll take your card. And that's about it. It's the same with any other business because there have been so many introductions that have been made during the past three years that we've been in business and they don't come to fruition until like year two. Or somebody right. says, oh, you know, when I go to put my house on the market, I'm going to call you guys. Well, we can't dictate to them when that's going to happen, but building the relationship and like making that, you know, interaction with them and keeping up with them and maybe following up with, you know, an email or a telephone call or just, just genuinely being interested in how they're doing can go a really long way to building that kind of like relationship for the future. And, you know, that actually just happened to me recently with a real estate closing. I apparently spoke to this person in January, I think it was January. I don't remember how I met them, but I had a conversation with them about, you know, what I do and what our firm does. Um, And that was in January. And here we are in May. And he called me and he said, you know, remember we had that conversation. I know you do real estate. Can you represent me in the purchase of my home? And because I was, because I've become so much more comfortable in talking about what we do Mm -hmm. um, in the course of normal conversation, you know, I had that conversation with him several months ago. Right. And now he called me to represent him. And it just, it just can happen that way. It can be, it's just another reaffirming, you know, example of, just trying to get out there and put yourself out there, but in the best way, in the most authentic way, like a way that you would be really proud of and be like, oh yeah, I left that conversation feeling good. Like I made a connection with that person, but I wasn't too overbearing to be like, okay, I'll call you tomorrow. And the day after that, and the day after that, like (laughs) pump the brakes. And if you are like me and not comfortable at all talking about, hate talking about myself, my mom will always, my mom always says this, you never talk about what you do. I never talk about it because no. I just like, I feel like not that nobody cares, but it's like, I just don't want to be talking about myself all the time. So I'm not comfortable with it, Yeah, but I've had to be, uh, become more so because we have no choice. We have a business that we're promoting and running, mm-hmm. but if you're like me and not so comfortable talking about yourself or what you do, I would start by thinking about what do you love about your business? Or, you know, if you have a product, what do you love about what you sell? Um, And what are like two or three things that you could have in your back pocket that you could say in a conversation to describe about what you're doing? So I've narrowed it down. For example, we have three practice areas. Mm -hmm. We do, at least for me, I do real residential, real residential and commercial real estate. I do uh, civil litigation and corporate transactional work. So those are the three areas that I've narrowed down to. And there are other things that are sprinkled in. I do employment law, you know, there are other things, but if I had to really narrow it down, those are the three areas that I came up with. So now, like when I was having conversations this weekend with my friends from school, um, what do you do? What does your firm do? I'm able, it kind of helps you focus the Mm -hmm. conversation because I could be everywhere, right? I could be talking about employment contracts and real estate contracts and like a million different things that come up in the course of those three broad areas. Right. But I have found it very helpful to narrow it to those three. So it helps me have a more focused conversation. Yeah. And you also will have to get to that point with experience too, because sometimes it can be really overwhelming to say too much and give too much 
to somebody that they like get confused or disinterested and say like, ah, I don't think this really is for me, right? Like you can start going into the very detailed subsets of all of the different areas of law that we touch, which are much more than just three on any given basis. Right. But it's just going to be too confusing then, like allowing it to be more of a conversation of like, you know, these are my three practice areas. And and then maybe they'll ask you a follow-up and be like, oh, does that include this? Or, oh, do you, do you review lease agreements or do you draft them? Or do you do anything with landlord tenant work? Like there are offshoots that then you can start answering, but it's not as overwhelming as being like, this is what I do from A to Z. You know, right. you don't have word vomit right. on no. everybody. And I know me, my attention span has narrowed significantly. I don't have a great attention span anymore. And if somebody is talking to me about what they do and they're going on and on, I will literally tune out. Yeah. I just stop paying attention. Out. Yep. Not on purpose. I just can't focus that long. <laughs> but so that's like, I know myself and I know how I like to receive information. So I don't want to, you know, be speaking to somebody and kind of just going all over the place when I yeah. know that if I was on the receiving end of that, I would stop listening yeah. 15 minutes ago. But I think what we want to just leave with you overarching, like besides all the tips and tricks, you can, you can study sales strategies and you can talk about, you know, you could read books about it. You can uh, listen to podcasts about sales and what it means to promote yourself. But really at the end of the day, you have to continue to promote yourself. Like, because, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Because there is that fine line between you don't want to be too overzealous and become like too salesy in your approach, but you also want to still put your business out there. Like you should be proud that you have a business and that this is what you can offer. And maybe just maybe that person is actually in need of your help. I can't tell you how many times we start talking to people and they're like, oh my gosh, you're an attorney. Wait, do you practice in New York or in New Jersey? Or like, the yeah. meeting we had this morning. Yes. He was like, I didn't know you did real estate. Exactly. You, know? you just never know. And by putting yourself out there, you, like Laura said, you will never know who you might be able to help. There have been a ton of clients that have come to both of us that we have said, wow, like, but for that opportunity or, but for that conversation we had with that person, we never would have been working with them or helping them. Yeah. And I think the same can be said about um, Alejandra. She's of counsel to our firm and she is starting to build more and more connections because she's talking more about the fact that she is in private practice and people are like, wow, okay, great. So now I can start working with you on X, Y, and Z because you're not in the other position. So it's, again, just talking about it to other people, you are promoting the business as well. And we just encourage you to continue to promote yourself. Yeah, it really, I know it can feel like icky mm -hmm. in the beginning and you may not be comfortable with it. Like I certainly was not. And I still have plenty of times where I'm still not comfortable with it. I'm definitely more so than I used to be, but yeah, it takes time. It takes practice. It takes you getting comfortable with what you're telling people. And like I said, if you could just narrow down what you want to say about yourself, you know, what attributes do you bring to the situation? How can you help somebody? There are always people out there that are going to need your help. And if you aren't comfortable talking about yourself or talking about your business or how you can help people, then those people won't find you. Thanks so much for tuning in. We thank you for spending time with us today and we'll talk to you on the next episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and perhaps share it with someone that you think might benefit from today's episode. We'll see you next week.